0: Let's dive into a raven here. This is sort of just a fun one here. So, this is from Lord Robert of House Blackbird. He's been sending us a couple of ravens. And remember, anybody can send us one at btkcast at gmail.com or hit us up over on our website. And you can send us one there as well. So, With that, he says, dear sirs, this time I let you build most of this case. I want you to discuss if Jor Mormont is a good lord commander of the Night's Watch. During his time in the Night's Watch, it's in its worst position there ever was, below a thousand men. And from what we know, it's only Joran who is going around collecting men. If there was so small a number, why doesn't he send like or Thorne to go get prisons? There's no much, you know, there's no much use of him otherwise. Other little argument, um, you know, other little argument is by letting is letting Thorne be the master of arms when it is obvious that he is not capable of training anybody. Also questionable uh, is his campaign beyond the wall. He should have come back, uh, you know, sooner. After he got to the Fist of First Men, feel free to refute any of these arguments um, and argue about how actually decent a Valyrian commander he is. I think it's an interesting topic to have a little chat on. I wish you good health. Praise the Garth, Lord Robert of House of Blackwood. <laughs> Thanks, so, Robert.
1: This is a good. This is yeah. a really good Raven, man. This is really yeah, good.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, I uh, Jor Mormont is actually well. It. I've actually been thinking about him a little bit even before I got this Raven, just because I'm watching Jack Ryan right now, season three, and he's <laughs> nice. in it and I was like, ah, oh, that's your Mormon. And I haven't seen him, you know, cause he hasn't been, I haven't
1: seen him like he's in his years, dark right? materials on HBO as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So there's some, some, I knew there was some other show that has like a, another handful of actors. So mm-hmm. people are sort of talking about that. I think the rig too, maybe or something like that. There's some, some, he's getting thing. work. He's, I think, yeah, I don't know if he's in it, but I know some other sort of game of Thrones <laughs> actors are in it, but yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, Uh. thinking about it, I, I don't think he's, Bad, I think that some of the things that are going on, like he is Lord Commander during a really solid time of peace. And so I think it's I think when there's more turmoil, right, and there's more wars than more when there's more wars, people win those wars and your punishment can be sort of getting sent to the wall. Mm-hmm. So when there's honestly like 20 years apiece, except for one little Greyjoy rebellion, because Robert Baratheon is an absolute stud of a king that <laughs> it's hard to get, I think, more
1: recruits because then you're just relying on criminals. Well, the talent is garbage. Like the draft class for the last 20 years sucks. Like it's not, very honestly, the best people were from the rebellion who got like Alistair Thorne, people who were Alistair sent Thorne because was. of the civil war. So I, it, it, it's, it's a tough, thing to do and also like what do you focus on do you focus on really training up these guys at the wall or do you focus on the rangers who are kind of reporting back things that are actually going on my, my question's always been with lord commander mormont is how bought in was he that he was doing something important like did he really believe he was protecting the realms of men or was he simply performing his duty as he thought he should which he's very big on That's what his biggest Mm -hmm. discipline with his son is. You know, you can you can see that. And he teaches these lessons to Jon Snow. So I think without a doubt, he took the position serious in the fact that it was a a position and he was going to perform his duty. But I always have wondered that maybe his journey beyond the wall, which I also agree with uh, Sir Robert here, uh, Lord Robert of House Blackbird, that that campaign was a bad idea. He should have turned back way sooner. They did not have the resources. The wall's pretty much empty at that point. Right. Uh, Right. And I wonder if the mystique of it all and the mystery of it all did not drive him to want to see a little bit more. Like he could not believe what he was hearing and seeing. And he just pushed a little too far for that confirmation. And then obviously it all came apart. Uh, Maybe a more interesting question is also like, what happens if he doesn't die at Craster's? Right. Like, what happens when the pink that would the pink letter have even been sent? If John Ooh, isn't good, running the night's watch.
0: That's a, that's a good question. I, I also, what happens if, um, oh god now I'm blanking. Janus Slint gets sent there. When, Very good question. I feel like he still would have taken him in. I mean, obviously he would have taken him in, but sort of, uh, I, I feel like he'd sort of brush aside him and, um, John, no, him and Alistair being like oh. buddies. I think he'd just sort of be like whatever, but he would, but he would still be that sort of strong commander. Now the real question is, how would he handle it when Stannis shows up?
1: Oh man,
0: I, See, you Because I, I don't, I don't think. I think he would have told Stannis to I, f off.
1: I think he would have said, "Piss off!" Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. that
0: would have. And he, I under no circumstance do I think he would have let wildlings through.
1: Well, you know, here's one thing though, Matt. Is that we're thinking about this as Mormont prior to him seeing others? <laughs> he had an right. other almost attack him in his room. So like, who well, he, he had a, a white. He had a white, You're right. So like right, it, right. it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't know if John would have made some of these decisions before seeing what he saw and it changed him and many of the others. Right. So right. I, I want to say that Mormont would have he would have I don't believe he would have ever let wildlings through the wall. That is one thing right. I'm a hundred percent positive on. Um, I think he would have taken Mance Raider's head. I don't think any of this happens at all. However, with Stannis, it's like, I think he believed in the threat after seeing it. It was just too little too late, unfortunately, for him. Um, I think he he is a pretty good Lord Commander for what the Night's Watch was, except what is coming to the Night's Watch requires them to be what they were 6,000 years ago, and they have not been equipped to be that. Uh, No one believes in them. It is a uh, it's a death sentence to be sent into the wall. And that's all it really is. There's no prestige to that position anymore. It's It's really a prison sentence. So, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, because when you look at. Yeah. When you when you look at. I mean, so
0: you'd have to imagine that during that time. Right. So the only way you're really getting sort of good people showing up at the wall. Right. I mean, like sons of lords is one, you're in a situation where you just have so many kids that you're like, we're going to send one there. Now, if you do send one of your children to the wall, you're likely to be more, you're you know, more than likely to send supplies to the wall, right? Because yes. you want to take care of like your son, which is why House Stark always like man's the wall because it's close. It's a proximity thing. But then also, you know, they have sent so many, you know, family members there, Benjen's there. So Ned's going to want to send supplies there when there's no wars going on and you don't you can't like say like or Thorne gets sent there because he was I at least we I don't know if he specifically ever says that he was sent there for it but he's he was a Targaryen loyalist that we, is you know that yeah, that's why he was yeah, yeah exactly so yeah maybe he gets yeah so they some people get sent there um so yeah, I mean Janos, you know, but once the war kicks off, I mean, in theory, you start looking at something. Ned Stark almost got sent to the wall, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, you know, so Janos Slint, I mean, obviously he ends up being a total jerk and everything, but still, I mean, he was a he was a commander of the city's watch, city watch as opposed to just you know like a thief or something. So, I mean, that's when there's more sides winning and stuff like that. So you're going to get better people. Showing up to the wall, which means more people will want to, you know, supply it. But when everything's good, then it's actually a lot easier to start vying for power. And your best way of doing that is marrying off your kids as opposed to sending them to the wall.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, look at Walter Frey. Walter Frey is a power hungry person. I mean, obviously, he, he you know, he has tons of, you know, children. How's come none of his ever go to the wall?
1: Because nobody wants a
0: fray around. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think I think I th- I think um, I think Jor Mormont does a good idea. It uh, does does what he does. I think um I think he's pretty solid as a yeah. uh, as I mean, if he like if he what do I think he would be a good battle commander if like Mance is showing up and he has the men. I, I think he'd be a pretty solid. Yeah, I think commander. so. Yeah,
1: he he's very Ned Starkish, and I, it it feels like he respects ned you know um and also we got to give him credit because for how formative ned was for Jon snow so was mormont john thinks back on mormont quite a bit and uh, i do believe that without mormont you know john probably wouldn't have made it out alive to where he was at that point um and when we go to the reread you know i'm really excited to kind of take a look at what John's inner thoughts are when it comes to Mormont uh, at this point in the books too, because I think it'll be very telling. I know he thinks about him in a dance with dragons. So I'll be excited to see that.
0: there is, I will say this. I mean, as as much as you know, we don't like season seven and eight, right. And the community doesn't, there is actually one scene, which I remember seeing uh, just on TikTok the other day where somebody was sharing a little bit of the conversation that you get between um, Jorah, Mormont and John,
1: yeah, in really season good.
0: seven, where they're going to get the uh, white to take back, and uh, it's kind of just a cool little conversation. So it's only like a minute, but it's just sort of like a cool little interaction between them, where John tries to give him Longclaw. He's like, yep. "This was your father's sword," and they just have like a little, like one minute little thing about um, Jorah uh, or Jor Mormont, and it's just so it's just a cool little. It's just it's like out of all of the stuff that's you know bad there, that's like oh that's one cool little little thing in there they
1: got a couple things right people don't want to talk about it but they did get a couple things right and that happens to be one of them i would agree with you i I really really like that scene it's actually one of the ones that does stay in my mind because i i liked it so much at the time Yeah. yeah so okay guys well uh
0: with that it is is finally time jimmy um you know we had house of the dragon so many other things going on but uh we will be coming back and diving into the reread guys so with that we want to thank you for playing the game of thrones in our next episode we will be discussing a storm of
1: swords aria one and if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us and write a review or leave a comment or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com or at our website bend
0: yes we will see you next time and remember that winter is coming